What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Enjoy Your Life, the podcast. I am your host, Farrelly Ray Wynn. I have a very special guest here with me, Mr. Christian D. Green. He is here to talk on the subject of striving for greatness, both naturally and spiritually. Um, Christian is my brother. I've known him for years, and I've always seen him doing amazing things. He's a youth pastor, recently launched, launched a millennial service at his church. Um, he is very educated. He's been uh, he has all of these amazing academic achievements, um, and he just wrote a new book called Uncovering Your Worth. So we're going to talk to Christian about striving for greatness, and uh, let's see what's what's going on. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, thank you so much, Fair, for giving me this opportunity to, to join and be a part of such a, a phenomenal uh, webcast that you're doing. So I want to say keep up the good work, um, and I'm excited to be on, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about um, your journey as a youth pastor. How did you get involved with that? Definitely. So um, I started preaching when I was 15, 15 years old. And um, that was at Faith Chapel North in Lancaster, California. Um, I was uh, elected, elected, thank you very much, um, as the youth president of the church. Um, and so that was like um, an inclination that I wanted to go down that route. Um, but then I got into some trouble. I got into uh, some stuff with my family and I ended up uh, going into the foster care system. So my youth pastor at that time, Pastor Daryl Doris, um, and his family adopted me. And that was when I was 16, 16 and a half. And then um, from there, I just knew that just like him and how he became my support system, that I also wanted to do the same. And so here we are, fast forward about what? what 10 years later, now I'm serving as his youth pastor, his youth and young adult pastor. I've been in this role for the last five years. Before this, I was up north in Sacramento, but I was serving as the young adult pastor with Blessed Faith Ministries. And I was there for about three years. And so now this role that I've been in um, at Living Faith Cathedral as their youth and young adult pastor um, has been phenomenal. And I, I would say that's probably the reason why I got into the ministry is because of those that reached out to me before and now it's my time to give back. Wow, that's awesome. Now, in addition to working with the youth at your local church, you travel around the world. Yes. You are heavy, heavily involved at your school. You are getting ready to obtain your MAs this spring. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I'm Woo-hoo. super proud of you. Tell us, how did you do that? How did definitely, you do that? definitely. Okay. Um, so I actually, am, um, I'm editing on my book right now. We'll talk about that later. But I was writing about how I was working at Blue Shit of California. You guys know, I would call you guys all the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was working there for about four and a half years. And I was trying my hardest to get like a upper management position, right? And so either whether it was to be a trainer or to be a manager, a director, but they wouldn't give it to me. And that's because I didn't have a bachelor's degree. Mm. And then I knew like, okay, well, if I could put four and a half years into working for Blue Shield, working for the man, then I could put four and a half years of uh, pursuing my education. And it's been five years now. And um, yeah, so I, I wrote a plan out. I told God, I prayed and fasted about it. And he gave me the okay to move down here. And I ended up going to Mount Sac, which is a community college out here. While I was up north, I was taking a class here and there. So I was um, at Sacramento City College. I was at Folsom Lake College. I was at ARC, there was like, um, and Consumers River. So I was doing different uh, community colleges while I was up there. Then I came down here to Mount Sac, and that's when I immersed myself fully into school. Okay. And so while I was at Mount Sac, 
I joined the speech and debate team. I got to travel to Paris. We went to Colorado, went to Arizona. We went all over. And so it was such an amazing experience. Like I just knew then that, dang, I was missing out, right? And so I wish that I had did some of the stuff when I was younger, but God's timing is always perfect. So um, from there, I went to Mount Sac. I went in there to the counselor's office and I said, um, I want to go to UCLA. UCLA is my dream school. So let's get there. And I mean, literally every semester, almost every other week, I was in there with the counselor, just trying to make sure that I'm on the right track, figuring out where I'm at. And um, yeah, so I, I applied to UCLA, I applied to UCI, UC Berkeley. I got into all the UCs that I wanted, but my dream school was always UCLA. Um, I remember going there when I was 12 years old, 13 years old. And I knew then, I was like, okay, I gotta come here. This is so dope. You know, coming from Lancaster, California, where it's nothing but desert. <laughs> the dry bones. And so I said, you know, you got to get out and do something. And so um, I transferred to UCLA. I got that email and it was like one of the best experiences of my life. And so from there, I transferred to UCLA in 2014, went there from 2014 to 2016. I got fully uh, immersed on campus. I joined um, a pre-law fraternity. I joined uh, the Black Grown Transfer Success. I started as a financial advisor on that one. Um, I got into ASU, which is our African Student Union. Um, I was on the mock trial team while all doing this, while also being a youth pastor. And so um, I did that for about a couple of years. And then I got my bachelor's in sociology and a minor in African-American studies. Um, and then my, my endeavor was to go to law school. But how that <laughs> how the testing worked, it didn't it didn't work in my favor. So I thought I killed the LSAT. So the LSAT is like this logical reasoning uh, test that you have to take for law school. Mm -hmm. So I took the test. I left there feeling like, oh, yeah, I did good. <laughs> and I got that score. <laughs> I got that score back and I cried. Um, and I know, right? Humility doctor. <laughs> I know it. You know, all the time, it's it's funny how we plan for things and sometimes it doesn't work in our favor, but you know, it it, it essentially switched and changed because I was able to apply to this joint program at UCLA is for the MA in African-American studies mm -hmm. and into their JD program. I didn't get into their JD program. However, I got into the MA program. So I stuck with that the last two years and I've been, um, you know, killing the game. I would like to say, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I, I feel like I've worked my butt off Mm -hmm. uh, from an early age and I've been through a lot in my life and now it's like all coming together and God told me earlier this year that this would be a year of action a year of doing and I mean literally everything that I've been sowing now I'm reaping the harvest wow. so I'll get my uh, master's in what five more weeks June yeah. 15th yeah whoop, whoop. exactly exactly now let's talk a little bit about your book it's titled uncovering your worth Yes. What can we find in this book and what inspired you to write it? So much can be found and <laughs> so much can be found in this book. It is to me an um an unorthodox, a non-traditional book. It's not your normal reading. Um, there's so much that can be involved within it. It's really more of an autobiography of my life, but it's also an empowerment tool that I want to push other um, black folks, brown folks, those that come from foster care, those come from marginalized communities, oppressed communities, to really get out there and think about their story and share their story. Um, in school, we always, there's this narrative about just, um, and I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm not trying to involve my critical race lens right now, but the, the, 
the normal, the normative uh, rhetoric or language or curriculum that's been taught to us has been come from a, a white perspective. Mm -hmm. And so while I was in class, while I'm in school doing all this research and studying about black studies, I realized that I too have a story. I too have value under um, all the experiences that I've been through. Mm -hmm. And with black folks, we don't really, um, we don't appreciate the value of our stories and the experiences that we've been through. Mm -hmm. And so God placed this on my heart about, about a year ago. And so um, I've been thinking about how I want to do it, how I want it to flow. And now it finally happened. Um, so at the beginning of this year, I started uh, working on everything. I went vegan. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start fresh. This is my year. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And so even like becoming vegan and, and trying something different, I could tell the difference in what I was thinking, how I was feeling, how my body was operating. And the Lord just started dropping ideas, dropping um, things and, and segments that I wanted to tie into the book. And so, yeah, it's been a good process right now. We're still editing it. Um, I talk about my journey from when I was uh, born in a jail cell at two, day, two days old, how my grandmother came and picked me up. Um, and I was raised by her until she passed away when I was 15. Then I, um, I, it's basically the journey of my life. And it's really, I feel like my, my story is unheard of. And so this book is an opportunity for me to get, to speak to the, to the masses, to speak to the people that have come from foster care. So mine is uh, dealing with legal custody. A lot of people don't know about legal custody and how it's a form of foster care. And so um, I never knew my parents, I never knew my mom, my dad. And you know, sometimes I felt like there was a void Mm -hmm. But I feel like all this stuff worked together, right? All the, the Bible talks about all these things work together for good. Now, it wasn't easy during like the early teenage years, young adult years. And that's what I talk about in the book. And I talk about like uh, stuff that happened in the church, outside the church, my life um, by, when I went on my wilderness moment, leaving from the church. And uh, yeah, it's a lot. I, and, and I incorporate educational tools. I got something going on at the end of each chapter to make the reader think about their life, how to write down like stuff that they've experienced. So by the time that they finish reading this book, they'll be able to write a book themselves. Wow. Yeah. Yo, that's dope. I absolutely yeah. love that. Now, when is your book set to release and where can we find it? Um, it's set to release the end of May. Um, look, right now we're looking at May 31st. Um, I'll be shooting out different um, uh, email blasts on Amazon and stuff like that. But right now you can really just, we're doing direct sales to myself. Um, so on my Facebook, you can go to Christian D Green or Instagram, Uncovering Your Work. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Christian, on this podcast. Make sure that you keep a lookout for Uncovering Your Worth. Follow him on Instagram, connect with him on Facebook so that you will be one of the first to hear as soon as it drops. I'm definitely going to be, you know, you know, I'm always stalking you. <laughs> so I'm going to know when it's yeah. out. Love you. Love you. This is awesome. Thank you, Christian. I love you too. And I'm super proud of you. Um, thank you to the listeners for tuning in. I hope that you were inspired in some way by this podcast to uncover your own worth and not allow life's obstacles and different things that you go through to stop you from being all that God has called you to be. So exactly. strive for greatness, strive for greatness. Absolutely. Remember that I love you and God loves you so much more. I'll catch you in the next podcast. God bless. You'll find